tempers are flaring. I swear to God, I'm gonna blow my casket. I really am. You're what? And it's time for a revolution. When I was 16, all I cared about was smashing the patriarchy and burning it all down. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, March 3rd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. The King of Queens is returning for one night only and in the form of a special charity reunion table read of an episode to honor series star Jerry Stiller, who died in May. The event, which you can watch on the show's Facebook page on March 12th, will raise money for a cause near and dear to Stiller, Henry Street Settlement, which provides social and health care services in New York City not just Queens. Kevin James, Leah Remini, Victor Williams, Gary Valentine, Patton Oswalt, Nicole Sullivan, and guest star Rachel Dratch will all be part of the table read. Degrassi, the Next Generation alum Jamil French, has died of undisclosed causes. He was 29. French played Dave Turner on the Canadian teen drama from 2009 to 2013. He most recently appeared in the Netflix series Soundtrack and Pop TV's Let's Get Physical. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. Now let's kick off today's picks in the Garden State with the Real Housewives of New Jersey. This season has gotten off to a contentious start. Teresa's attempts to excuse her gossiping about Jackie's family on the last episode was our pick for the worst moment of the last week in Wives. Unfortunately, it looks like Jackie's marriage will still be under the microscope this week as a guy's night out reveals new secrets about her and Evan's relationship. Meanwhile, Joe Gorga begins to worry that Melissa has been unfaithful, but Jennifer reveals a secret that could also destroy his business. There may be a lot more cringing in store for this week, folks. EW's Real Housewives expert Mary Salosi joins me now to discuss the season and to break down all of this drama. Hey, Mary, how are you? Hi, Jared. I'm good. How are you? Very well, thanks. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I want to start with Teresa because she has really been stirring the pot, which isn't exactly anything new, but she started that rumor. What is going on here? Oh, God. Well, okay. I First of all, I just could not believe the way she showed up to Evan's own birthday party in the season premiere and went from person to person and informed each and every one that she'd heard this rumor that Evan had been cheating on Jackie at the gym or whatever. Um, I sort of just couldn't believe how she went about that. And then Jackie confronts her for it, of course. Mm -hmm. And she says, it's like if I said Gia was doing coke and Teresa loses it. And I think Teresa thinks it absolves her from any guilt because Jackie said something that Teresa thinks is worse because it's about her daughter, even though all of the other housewives seem to understand it was, as Jackie says, an analogy, you know? Yeah. So anyway, now I could not believe this past last week's episode the way that Teresa, Margaret actually expressed it well when she was like, you can tell Teresa something simple and then it goes into her head and it goes through all the cobwebs and it goes through the hair extensions and it comes out as something crazy. And that's exactly like the way Teresa was saying, first she's saying, well, you know, if Jackie's a strong woman, she should want to know this rumor about her husband. And then moments later, she's saying, hey, who are these people who are repeating this to Jackie anyway? And Jennifer, you shouldn't have given me tequila. It's, it's like um, she, just, she won't accept 
responsibility and she won't say she's sorry at all. And don't those make for the best housewives though? <laughs> I know, it's true, it's true. I mean, can we complain when she's creating so much housewives drama for us? Honestly, I find it's breathtaking the way that she refuses to say she's done anything wrong, even though she's excusing herself using these completely conflicting excuses. It's alarming to be honest, yeah. but of yeah. course I, I can't look away. Yeah, well, yes, and she will have to answer for all of it at some point for sure. Um, let's also talk about the, this season is really, um, there's so much focus on the marriages and about those being tested. I'm, I'm especially thinking about Joe and Melissa here. So break that down a little bit and, and you know, all, all of the focus on this. Yeah, well, I mean, they've been teasing that since the season began, that that was really going to be sort of one of the threads of this season, you know, that and also, you know, I think that the original trailer had some line about how like any marriage can have a problem or, or no matter how wonderful things look, there can always be some secrets or something mm -hmm. like that. But it coming up, it's who else? Teresa telling her brother, well, Melissa has been texting with this guy. And of course, Joe Gorga doesn't take that very well. So I would hate to see problems between Joe and Melissa. I mean, I know we're about to, but oh, I would just hate to see that. I'm, I'm dreading it. I'm bracing myself for it because I love the two of them. How can you not? But um, yeah, I was going to say you're not alone in that. A lot of people love this couple. So uh, we'll see how they ugh, weather this storm. And it's not all drama. There's some fun going on. Uh, there's, there's a guy's night out. What is it in particular that you love about the Jersey house husbands? Oh my God. I mean, what's not to love about the Jersey house husband? I, I mean, I think back to last year when they went on that trip to the Jersey shore and it was the whole group of the husbands and the wives. And it was so, I mean, it was very dramatic because of Danielle and whatever, but it's so much fun when you get everyone together. And also when the guys have guys night, um, I mean, I'm even thinking of last week, um, Frank and David went out, and Frank really sort of told David to, to get it together as uh, Dolores' boyfriend. But I just, I loved the two of them, sort of, you know, joking around and teasing each other. But also, have, yeah. they all, all of them seem to have, like, really true friendships among them and really great connections. And they're, they're just so much fun to watch, dare I say, as much fun as the housewives themselves. Maybe there's a spinoff in the future for these guys. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, you can catch The Real Housewives of New Jersey tonight at 9 on Bravo. And be sure to check EW.com for Mary's weekly Last Week in Wives feature. Uh, There's there's so much fun to read. We have different categories, the, the worst moments, the queen of the week. It's great stuff. You don't want to miss it. Thanks so much, Mary. Thanks, Jared. Number two. Moving from New Jersey to Salt Lake City for our next pick, and not for those housewives, but you should binge that entire first season if you missed it. Our number two pick is Murder Among the Mormons. The new Netflix docuseries examines a trio of bombings in the city in 1985, which killed two people and severely injured another. But the community received another shock when a trove of early Mormon letters and diaries were found destroyed in the vehicle of the third victim, Mark Hoffman, a renowned collector of rare documents. And as investigators dig into the case, it only becomes stranger. Here's a preview. Religion sometimes breeds amongst people some extremes. The first explosion ripped through a downtown office building, killing one man. The second explosion outside of a holiday home claimed another life. Panic began to ensue because two bombs suggest a serial killer. Then 
the shock king. There are very expensive documents in the automobile. This is an original? Yes, this is an original copy. The Salamander letter gave a far different story of the church's roots. Instead of God and angels, now it's salamanders and magic. Best material was potentially devastating. Directed by Napoleon Dynamite's Jared Hess, Murder Among the Mormons is the first comprehensive look at this shocking case and the criminal mastermind behind it all. You can stream the three-part docuseries on Netflix now. One of the most critically acclaimed series of 2020 was P-Valley on Stars. The show examines life among the employees and patrons of a famous Mississippi strip club. We spoke with P-Valley star Nico Anon, who plays the owner of the club, Uncle Clifford, for our Celebrating Black Art series, and we asked the question, what you watching? I am absolutely loving Small Acts, Rada Blank's 40-year-old version, uh, One Night in Miami, Regina King. You know, I'm ready, and I'm also ready to have some fun with Coming to America, too. I'm looking forward to that. Well, Nico won't have to wait much longer. That movie opens Friday, and you know we'll have more on it then. John Boyega just won the Golden Globe for Small Axe. That's available on Amazon Prime, which is where you can also find Regina King's One Night in Miami. And the 40-year-old version is streaming on Netflix. Our number one pick is coming up. But first, a quick break and... It's trivia time. Amy Poehler has a new movie dropping on Netflix today. More on that soon. But first, today's trivia question about her. Poehler was the first Saturday Night Live cast member to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her work on SNL at what major award show? The Emmys, the Golden Globes, or the SAG Awards? Stick around for the answer. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. And now, you say you want a revolution? Check out our number one pick for today, Moxie. Amy Poehler directs this new Netflix dramedy about a shy 16-year-old named Vivian who has always preferred to keep her head down and fly under the radar. But when the arrival of a new student forces her to grapple with her peers' unchecked behavior at her high school, Vivian realizes she's fed up. Inspired by her mother's rebellious past, Vivian anonymously publishes an underground zine called Moxie to expose bias and wrongdoing at her school and unexpectedly sparks a revolution. Vivian soon forges new friendships with other young women and allies, reaching across cliques and clubs to navigate the highs and lows of high school together. Here's a preview. You know that your school is weird, right? Ignore Mitchell. If you keep your head down, we'll move on and bother somebody else. I'm going to keep my head up. Hi. 
Why have we all accepted it? Like, no one even blinks. Me and my friends protested everything. We made a ton of mistakes. But you're glad you did it all, right? Of course. What are you going to do? Nothing? Moxie is a badass. You know what's messed up? I got sent home for wearing a tank top. Meanwhile, Jason is constantly shirtless. People refuse to call me by my new name. I don't like being voted best ass. So it's to draw hearts and stars on your hands to show support. That's hot. Polar recently assembled the cast of Moxie for EW's Around the Table series. That episode debuts next week, but we have a preview of their discussion for you right now. America would like to know, what about the story initially hooked you? Why did you want to be a part of it? I think it's because when I first read the script, I i mean, the first thing that hit me was that I've never read a script like this before that felt like a new genre, where it wasn't just a teen high school movie, but it was also about feminism and, and concrete ideas that exist in the world and exploring those ideas through the medium of a teenage film. And that was really new to me, and I thought that was intriguing because it's a way to access a different audience um, but bringing up important ideas that should be spread. So I, I thought I thought that was really cool, and that was the first thing that hit me. It was, it's also just fun. It's a very fun story. So I think the first thing that hooked me in was seeing a character that was so fleshed out. There was so much to her. And I saw that simply from the breakdown. And then when I had the pleasure of reading the script for the first time, I was like, this is something I have to be a part of because of the important themes, because of the joy within it and how multidimensional the story was. You can check out that full conversation at EW.com next week. And you can stream Moxie on Netflix right now. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Amy Poehler was the first SNL cast member to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy for her work on that show. At what major award show? The Emmys, the Golden Globes, or the SAG Awards? Believe it or not, the answer is the Emmys. Before 2008, Eddie Murphy was the only SNL cast member to be nominated in the Best Supporting categories for his work on the show. All others received nods in the now-retired category of Outstanding Individual Performance in a Variety or Music program. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.